1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Dan Sanio, and I'm leading the way today with my lovely, lovely co-host, as always, Mr. Nathan Powell. Nathan, how does it feel to be in that chair today?
2: Well, you know, it, uh, it doesn't have a swivel. I was expecting a swivel. Um, but there's no swivel in this chair. Um, but, you know, we're here, we've we've gone through the mud of rookie season, and, um, you know, we're working our way towards
1: what's next. So no swivel for Nathan means he cannot, in fact, lean with it, nor rock with it. However, today we've got uh, something a little bit special, you know, we hear your comments, oh, the Dynasty Tradecast doesn't even play games anymore. No one, no one's actually saying that, but... We, we don't. We don't do it as much as we used to. So as an ode to the Scott Fishbowl and it being SFB season, I came up with just a little bit of, of a play on this year's, uh, not format, but um, theme. Theme. There you go. Words are hard. So this year's theme in SFB is, you know, chain restaurants, fast food, so today, after we do our news and notes segment, we're going to be playing uh, an ode to SFB Dynasty Drive Through. We'll go over that in a little bit. But today, like I said, we're going to start with news and notes. So really, the only big, big thing happening, Nathan, is uh, Austin Eckler has restructured, reworked his deal, more incentive based, which. You know, I I think he's, if anyone could do what what any type of incentive may be, it's going to be someone like Austin Eckler in a situation like that. So do you think for you short term, this really pushes him up high? Or is this running back landscape so good and so young now that he's still kind of where he was? Well, you know
2: my general stance on NFL transactions. And my stance on NFL transactions is – I assume they aren't going to happen until they do. So I was assuming that Austin Eckler was going to be a charger. And it seems like that was the correct thing to assume. Uh, So he, he had never left my, like, not that I'm, you know, pumping out redraft rankings, but he had never left my top five redraft running backs, you know, probably top 12 dynasty running backs because redraft and dynasty running backs. There's not a whole lot of difference between those two things, but being still connected to one, Justin Herbert is good. Um, There is, you know, a slight part of me um, that has a small disappointment in Isaiah Spiller. I was a huge Isaiah Spiller guy, small hope that Eckler would go elsewhere. But even if he did, like Spiller couldn't even be active last year. So clearly he's either just not good or like can't block or something's going on with Isaiah Spiller that's beyond just like, you know, being worse than the RB2 on the Chargers offense. So not a lot of changes here for this deal. I you know I think it's a little bit more of a safety net in the short term connected to Justin Herbert, um, but not a whole lot of difference dynasty value wise.
1: Yeah, I mean Eckler was RB one last year, and you know the the prime reason for that being leading the league in RB targets with one twenty seven catching a hundred and seven of those for seven hundred and twenty two yards, five touchdowns. Also ran the rock just over 200 times for just over 900 yards and 13 touchdowns. So you have an 18 touchdown season, a 311 touch uh, program there. My, my fear is that both of those number. well, th- the carries are probably going to be right around that 200 mark. Uh, I do still think that they'll keep other backs involved. I struggle to believe that they're going to continue to target Austin Eckler At that high of a rate. Now, even if he goes down to 60, 70, 80 targets, he's still catching them at a much, much higher rate than most backs. I don't want to say all backs, but he catches at a very high rate. So I I think that he'll he'll remain and possibly get even more efficient than than he was last year. Um I would expect the touchdowns and and probably to stay about the same as far as through the air goes. The yardage and receptions and targets, I would expect all to go down. The rushing line actually has a chance to go up. I, I think he can do better on 200 carries than uh, just over 900 yards. But the 13 touchdowns is is pretty massive. Then bringing in Quentin Johnson, they still have Mike Williams. You still have Keenan Allen. I, I think they're going to work to spread the ball around a little bit more than to keep 120 targets on top of, of Eckler's head, but um. Uh, as far as dynasty value goes here, Nathan, are we are we sliding him down because he's you know he, he's he's approaching that scary thirty? You know, uh, he he is no spring chicken these days, but he's also three year three years older than somebody like Josh Jacobs, and a lot of people have Eckler over Jacobs. Yeah, I mean Eckler. I mean uh, Jacobs is just perennially
2: undervalued like he'll never be appropriately priced, especially as he you know enters his mid to late 20s. Um but looking at the the players that he's ahead of and obviously this will uh seep into um you know some of our talk later but he has RB9 in ADP right now. Guys below him Jacobs I would have Jacobs above. Um H- Najee Harris. I think that that question is: Do you want the risk or do you want the safety? I think Eckler is more safely going to give you two RB one seasons. I think Harris obviously has more of the upside that if Harris bounced back in twenty twenty uh, three, he could be back to being like a top six, top seven dynasty running back. Um, and then uh, Tony Pollard, we'll talk about later. Eckler, I, ha- I have firmly above him. And then um, Ramondre Stevenson, Eckler firmly above him, because once you get lower than that, it's guys that like you don't know about their long-term you know ceiling or even the short-term one so I'll take the safety of Eckler there
1: definitely so if you're in a position now with this signing where maybe you're not fully competing or Eckler is expendable for whatever reason obviously the RB1 overall is in not very many scenarios is expendable but do you think this opens a window to sell or is he going to be somebody that his value drops because of his age And now he's just a hold and you thrive on the points.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, you know, mid to late twenties, RBs are pretty much always going to be a hold for me. Um, But what I will say with Eckler is that you could potentially look at, is there a team in your league that's stacking chargers? Is there a team that has Quentin Johnston and Keenan Allen? Is there a team that has Justin Herbert and their tight end? Like you could, you know, not that we're like uh, pitching trades to people, but try and find a guy who has a few chargers and see if he wants to add another if you're <laughs> selling him. That's really the only uh, scenario where I see you potentially getting some some good value for Eckler if someone's stacking chargers. But other than that, I think he's just you know, a hold.
1: I like that. And you mentioned, you know, the, the upper 20s going into 30s running backs. Well, that brings us kind of into our next topic of. Who's who's next? You know, where's Goldberg when you need him? Who's next? Dalvin, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, who is a free agent, but I, I think the Cowboys are still very much in play there. I, I don't know if Kareem Hunt still matters, but he's kind of in that group as well where he is a, a free agent. It doesn't sound like Cleveland's bringing him back. Do you think Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry are, are also in line for some form of restructure or release or do you think that all of these situations are a little bit different
2: i think the difference between eckler and the guys you listed zeke dalvin kamara henry and hunt i think that only the only one of those one two three four only one of those five backs that really has any sort of short-term floor is henry i maybe a little bit with dalvin but i think Zeke's long-term, uh, short-term floor is zero. Kamara's short-term floor near zero. And Kareem Hunt's short-term floor is zero. Um, so I think Eckler has a much higher floor than all five of those guys. Henry would be the next closest. Um, I think that all their ceilings are probably pretty similar. Zeke's probably being the lowest of that bunch. Um, see, I think that they're they're in a different value zone. Um, maybe Derek Henry was a little bit closer to Eckler, but... It's it's just different with ages and workloads and all those different things. Um, the I think more so the conversation with these guys in terms of potentially leaving their teams or getting reworked deals is how much they're going to impact wherever they sign. I, I I think there is a bit of a conspiracy theory or a theory that Zeke ends up re-signing with the Cowboys, uh, which could definitely hurt Tony Pollard a good bit. I think that that is Zeke's best spot for himself. Like I don't think Zeke's going to go anywhere else and get Ten to twelve carries. I think he gets ten to twelve carries in Dallas, um because Jerry Jones loves him. He only cut him because they they had the salary cap restraints, um, and he was just a, a bad cap number. um Dalvin Cook is a little bit in limbo. I think that that we do see more of a split between Madison and Dalvin this year than we have in previous years, as they potentially prepare to move on from him, maybe a trade deadline deal type thing, if the Dolphins are competing and they need a running back, yada yada. Um, Kamara could get phased out by Kendra Miller and Jamal Williams and Derek Henry could get phased out by like, maybe the Titans smarten up and try to throw more. I don't know. I, I think there's much more uncertainty with the players you mentioned, obviously because Eckler just had the resigned deal, uh, but much more uncertainty in this, this tier of players than, than with Eckler.
1: Yeah. I, I think the Henry bit, it, it really depends on how soon they plan on starting Will Levis, if at all this year. Uh, Because as soon, I think, as the keys are handed to him, I I think they'll need to lean on Henry, Uh, whereas with Tannehill, I mean, you kind of have to lean on Henry anyways. But uh, what's realistically left in the tank there, and after all of this beating, is it even worth having? And and that's going to be a tough offense to predict. I think Dalvin still provides arguably the most value here as a pure runner. Uh, I, I still think he, per, he he can do the most as a pass catcher. He's kind of been in limbo over the last few. Um, still been able to do you know what what the Vikings have asked him to do. I don't know if a Minnesota return is is in the cards there, um, but that that one I think would be the most interesting outside of Eckler for me. Kamara, I, I think that's probably just going to be a cap casualty cut. And then, Zeke, I, I'm, I'm on board with you. I think the, the Cowboys make the most sense. I think that absolutely tanks Tony Pollard's value, even though they'll probably be on a fairly clean carry split, and Pollard should get almost all of the, the passing down stuff. We'll see how that offense looks now with, with uh, unfortunately, Mike McCarthy at the helm instead of Kellen Moore. But it, I, I think this veteran group of, of running backs – there's still some value to be had. I just don't think these names carry the weight that they used to. Uh, I, I think everybody's essentially on their way out. I, I mean, you know, I, I could be wrong. I mean, Eckler was RB one. Henry was RB four. Cook was RB ten. Uh, they they're still producing at a decent clip. I mean, we have to cherish these these touches that we get through these running backs. That's that's where the points come from. So I think all of them are are somewhat unclear. I think Zeke might have the clearest line to to short term production if the other three guys are really in you know in harm of of, of being cut. Um, and on to the last topic of our news and notes. There's been a little bit of news surrounding DeAndre Hopkins and his future with the Arizona Cardinals. I, I'm curious, Nathan, does one, does this really matter that much? And if it does, do you think this hurts Kyler when he returns? Uh, is this a good thing for Hollywood Brown or or potentially a bad thing? You know, losing your your one a one B combination and, and these guys can produce so much better when they're both on the field. Do you think Hopkins is out of Arizona or is this kind of speculation from media like always?
2: Well, I I mentioned mere minutes ago that I assume all NFL transactions won't happen. <laughs> um, I will contradict myself a bit here. While the DeAndre Hopkins transaction hasn't happened yet, my mind has pretty much assumed that some sort. Like, if I'm looking at DeAndre Hopkins, I'm saying he has team name to be named later, um, to be decided. He's not a Cardinal, but he's not not a Cardinal. But in terms of if I was trying to acquire DeAndre Hopkins, I would be doing so no or assu- assuming that he's not going to be a Cardinal. Um, Hollywood Brownling's fine. I think that he is like he's in the modern NFL he's a very good 1a 1b which means he does need a, a, a partner he needs someone with size someone who has more red zone ability I think that if you've held Kyler at all throughout this offseason and thought oh I'm getting Hopkins back with Kyler I think you've been thinking incorrectly um so I, I think that you're gonna have a brand I mean there's actually a number of ways for this to go I think Kyler joins a brand new offense in 2024, whether it is the Arizona Cardinals offense with Hollywood (laughs) Brown and, um, and Marvin Harrison, or is it Kyler going elsewhere to Tampa or to Atlanta or um, somewhere
1: else? Whoever doesn't get Caleb Williams.
2: Right. Because that in that scenario, the Cardinals get Caleb Williams because they do have the projected top two picks in the NFL draft. Um, So for the, I, I think the most likely outcome for for Kyler and the Cardinals is they have a new offense in 2024 with Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, and a first round wide receiver or a you know a top end free agent wide receiver or something else. Um, Hopkins is not going to be with the Cardinals in 2024. Probably not going to be with the Cardinals in 2023. Um, but I'm not actively going for DeAndre Hopkins in any leagues right now. Um, he's not exactly the archetype of player I'm looking for. But I, I I do understand there is potential for value there.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm on board with Hopkins more than likely not being an Arizona Cardinal. I think the one the one part of the story that that kind of makes it seem a little more obvious is him mentioning a, a you know, a consistent and, and strong front office. I, I mean, if anything, the Car- Arizona Cardinals have been the opposite of that of late, uh, especially with with Cliff in there and how that all went. But. Um, I, I do think that Hopkins is a wide receiver that can still increase value of a quarterback, but he himself is more of just kind of that, that lingering veteran on your on your squad that you could probably start, but in most cases, you're going to be putting somebody else in over him at this point. Now, five years ago, this, this would have been massive. It, it wouldn't have been one of these. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, I, I still think it matters for whatever quarterback he's playing with. And I don't think it matters quite as much for him because he's still going to be, you know, a a plus role player. I don't think necessarily he's going to dominate targets anywhere he goes. Uh, but I, I do still think he matters. So with that, Nathan, why don't you tell us about us? Rotoviz. Rotoviz Radio. You go to Rotoviz.com,
2: put in the promo code RV 2023. You get 10% all the best content and tools on the planet for fantasy football for everything you need you can get our content uh you support the podcast and you have the tools the tools the tools the tools we have the fantasy point summary great way to find out what happened last year and how how it could possibly project next year range of outcomes app Pocket score scout for all your rookie drafts um yeah pretty much everything you need I'm, I'm sure we'll have some debbie content coming out as your debbie drafts and debbie auctions come we'll maybe have a debbie show at some point once dan figures out who dorian thompson robinson is um And uh, he's shaking his head because he's never going to remember uh, who Dorian Thomas Robinson (laughs) is, even though he's not even in Debbie anymore. Debbie or not. um, But yeah, Uh, so all content and tools, make sure to support the pod. RV Radio 2023.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Everything Rotoviz provides for us to use on a daily basis, and provides to you to use on the same daily basis, along with all of the wonderful articles, extra podcasts. Obviously, you know you're you're here for us, but you should listen to the other ones too. All right, we're playing a game, Nathan. Kind of a game. It's more of just you know insane takes. No, no, well, no. Well, I, I the game part isn't going to be like
2: for those that care about our football takes. I'm, I'm not sure why you're here. Um, but for those that care about our football takes, um, that's not what this game is about.
1: The, the game is going to be our explanations of the comparisons. I love it. All right. So like I said at the beginning of the show, this is an ode to the Scott Fishbowl, an ode to SFB. Uh, the Dynasty Drive-Thru is what we're calling it. Nathan and I will each be selecting a player and a fast food restaurant to pair as one in each of our four quote-unquote categories. They are super, super thoughtful and creative categories. Not really. The categories are going to end up being overrated, underrated, trash, and goat. So overrated, we're looking at an overrated fast food restaurant, pairing it with an overrated player based on ADP, and giving our explanations. Same thing with underrated. We're looking at underrated drive-thru slash fast food slash restaurant and an underrated player. The trash no interest, get it away from me. The goat. This this could potentially be, you know, your number 1, your your number 1 overall, or it could just be the guy that no matter what price they tell you that that thing costs, you're paying it because it's just that good. So Nathan, where do you want to start? I I I'm I'm kind of open to to the board here. I think maybe we start underrated? Sure, we we can do underrated. All right, Nathan. Give me your underrated player, and then why is he comped to your underrated restaurant? All right, we're going to start
2: with a running back. The running back 31 in ADP right now is A.J. Dillon. The number one reason why A.J. Dillon is a value and undervalued at RB31, there is a 0.0% chance there are 30 better running backs in the NFL than A.J. Dillon aj dylan is at worst like a top 18 nfl running back so getting that 13 point split or 13 running back split is definitely a benefit beneficiary and you know yes you have aaron jones to potentially block that but as aaron jones gets older and obviously he's not a, a ton older than than aj dylan but as aaron jones gets older aj dylan may take more of the workload as you know uh jordan love may uh take a liking to aj dylan this is primary running back he's got the size he's got the speed with the size speed combination he's better than aaron jones so he's going to overtake eventually Um, so yeah big on aaron jones and my underrated uh fast food chain restaurant would be sonic so aj Dillon is sonic in the dynasty sphere um sonic has some of the best uh desserts in the uh or sweet treats if you would be in the in this sphere, um, you have the, the icy drinks. Happy hour, I think is like two to four on weekdays. Can't ask for better than that, even though I've never been near a Sonic uh, from two <laughs> to four. Um, but those are good. Um, a, lot, a, a lot of different sides that you won't typically see at a fast food restaurant. You have, they have cheese sticks. They have tater tots. So a lot of different options at Sonic. Um, and then, you know, just traditional like ice cream milkshake shake type stuff is good as well.
1: Uh so Sonic underrated, AJ Dillon underrated. Have I told you I loved you lately? <laughs> and I, I would go to Sonic just for one of those stupid slushies with the nerds in them, just like I would go to AJ Dillon just to look at his thighs once every <laughs> once in a while. Uh I, I you know, I, I do enjoy myself some Sonic. You know I love AJ Dillon. I'm on board with that one. I'll stay in the underrated category for myself and I'm gonna go Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Nothing really has changed in, in San Francisco outside of, of there actually being a quarterback battle, them getting better at the quarterback position, and them getting healthy. Uh, Brandon Ayuk last year was, I, I think, a top 15 wide receiver. Let me, let me get these numbers exact. Scoring similarly to somebody like DK Metcalf, more than Terry McLaurin. Uh, T. Higgins is right there. Michael Pittman Jr. is right there as far as, uh, you know, a per-game basis. But Brandon A. was wide receiver 15, and he is going... I, I actually kind of was, was shocked to see... I, I shouldn't say shocked, but he's at 52 overall, wide receiver 25, yet scoring as wide receiver 15, and, you know, his, his points per game was probably in that 18 range. You know, somebody like DK Metcalf, who adds Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and is still going in the top 20. Then you look at someone like Terry McLaurin, who's going just a few spots in front of him. Well, Terry McLaurin's like three years older than Brandon Ayuk. I, I, I get that he had some slow spots in his career to this point, but when he's been on the field and and the offense has been this San Francisco offense, he has done essentially nothing but produce and he does it better than most, at the very least, more than the guys that are surrounding him in ADP. So, my underrated player is Brandon Ayuk, and my underrated fast food restaurant is Wendy's. Why? Because everything they do is better than the places you hear about. It's better than the McDonald's, it's better than the Burger King's, it's better than the White Castles, if you want to throw them in that mix. Their burgers are better. Their fries are better. Their chicken nuggets are better. And guess what, Nathan? Their ice cream machine is never broken. You can get yourself a vanilla Frosty, a chocolate Frosty. You pair that with some of those delicious fries, and you do the old Midwest dunk. It does not get better than that, and you don't hear them talked about in the top tier whatsoever. So I'm sticking with Brandon Ayuk and Wendy's as my underrated. Well. Ayuk
2: definitely under, underrated, undervalued, um, huge ceiling, top 10 type wide receiver ceiling going in at wide receiver 25 and Wendy's, uh, my, my dad growing up wouldn't let us go to McDonald's because for, for some reason in my dad, <laughs> in my dad's mind, McDonald's was unhealthy and Wendy's was healthier.
1: Yeah, it was good, good for you.
2: Uh, uh I, I think that this was mostly because like, you know, in the nineties, Wendy's was like, they, they did have salads that were pretty pervasive
1: they had time. Ch- chili.
2: Chili it was the big thing in the '90s. They do come back with it now, and I think now it's just like literal dog meat. Um, you know. But I, I do like Wendy's in terms of like if if we're taking like cost out of everything, I think comparing Wendy's, Burger King, uh, T- Taco Bell, McDonald's, like the big four, really, I think Wendy's is the best. It, at times, it, some of their bigger products can be a little bit more expensive than than their competitors. Um, I do have to change something now that I'm talking out
1: loud. Um, (laughs) uh, oh, oh, no. All right, folks, we have a live update on the board. Uh, Nathan has officially changed his goat restaurant last second after already having one bad pick in his goat spot. We're having now a back to back to back bad picks in the goat Uh, position. Nathan, let's, let's go over to our overrated spots. And why don't you tell me about your overrateds?
2: When when you when you put this theme on the document, um, there was one restaurant that came to mind as the definite answer. And then when I scrolled ADP, there was only one possible answer to this question. We've talked about him a little bit already in the show. The answer is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is, uh, hold on to your seats, hold on to your, your children in the backseat. Tony Pollard is our be 12 <laughs> i i know that that your four-year-old son's jaw just dropped and, uh, and just like lift it up and be like okay you don't don't need to have your jaw drop son uh tony pollard is rb12 um and the only thing that is crazier than than tony pollard being rb12 is the incessant praise and love for the west coast chain in and out um i have had in and out once um the burger fine like it's a fine but like i could have that burger and not and not be impressed and not hate it either way um i when i go fast food the fries are a very 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 important yes. aspect of fast food in and out serves like cold
1: like frozen bad fries do you know what they are they soaked pringles and then shaped them into <laughs> fries um so yeah
2: in and out is trash um very overrated um i i, I do think it's contested I, I do think that there are a lot of people that share my opinion it's trash and then there's the people that like in and out is like the goaded most amazing thing they've ever had
1: yeah um, the millions of californians that will defend it to the death because you can get your fries animal style as if somebody hasn't spilled sauce on their fries before you monsters
2: and tony pollard rb12 um players going under tony pollard Ramondre Stevenson. I'm running the biggest Stevenson guy, but I would still take him over Pollard. Nick Chubb, easily Nick Chubb over, over Pollard. J.K. Dobbins, easily over Pollard. Javante Williams, easily over Pollard. The upside is minimal with Tony Pollard. We've seen that he doesn't really handle a full workload well. And, you know, there is the impending possibility of Zeke coming back. You know what? If Zeke doesn't come back, if if and C- Cook is a training camp cut, guess where he's going? Dallas. Cal- Alvin Kamara, if he's a training camp cut, guess where he's going? Dallas. And you know what? If they don't sign any of Zeke, Dalvin, or Kamara, guess where Kareem Hunt's gonna go?
1: <laughs> Dallas. going to be, zero... be the craziest six-headed monster backfield of all time. They sign all of them.
2: There is a 0.1% chance that the Dallas Cowboys enter the season with their backfield constructed
1: of Tony Pollard and Deuce uh, I I mean, it Again, have I told you I loved you lately? These are <laughs> this. This was the other, the literal other two options. If you wanted what I picked, that I already had that typed in before you got in here, and then changed it to this because both of these things infuriate me. <laughs> All right, my overrated. Uh, anyone that's listened to the show in the past like two months probably already knows who the player is. So I'm just gonna say it. It's Jameer Gibbs. Detroit running Detroit running back uh, overdrafted obviously is uh, you know an Alvin Kamara wannabe from prime Alvin days where he was absolutely blowing people up blocking like a monster and doing everything you would want a running back to do and Jameer Gibbs can do about one-tenth of what Alvin Kamara did good in space. He can, he can do what you need him to do. He's not blowing anybody up. He's not running through any would-be tacklers. He is just... Oh, God, do I say it? Yeah. He is just another guy, Nathan. I get the draft capital, but the only thing about him that is that has this big of a strong argument is the draft capital. You know See, what? No, but Dan, oh, hold on, Dan, Dan, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
2: Dan, the only reason why you're saying he's overrated is because he has the high draft capital. Like if if Jameer Gibbs goes 32 overall to the Lions and ends up being the 104 and in, in one QB and, you know, the 106 in superflex, you're not saying he's overrated. Yes, like, I am. No, you're just saying it because of the high draft capital. <laughs> Like, like it's and that player. does not that does not matter for us in fantasy in fact it's only better that the lions are pot committed and have to invest have to invest carries and targets and all these things into Jameer Gibbs. I disagree with with the player being overrated but go to
1: what is the chain that you are doing and I may just I may agree with that part. But <laughs> well, just for reference, Gibbs is going up as RB6 uh ahead of Well, we're not going to say Kenneth Walker, but Travis Etienne, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Najee here. Probably in an okay spot. However, 14 overall. Yikes. The reason that I comped him here to my overrated fast food spot, mostly known for their coffee, Starbucks. Why are they overrated, you ask? Well, Starbucks exclusively burns the living hell out of their beans just like the Detroit Lions burn the living hell out of their overdrafted running backs. This was the perfect line to draw in the sand. And honestly, I'm going to swear here in a second. So turn your dials down. Drafting Jameer Gibbs at 102 in any of your drafts is equally as basic. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to swear. I changed my mind. It's equally as basic. You know what follows basic as getting starbucks at any point in time (laughs) the breakfast sandwiches are still usually frozen in the middle a little bit the coffee is burnt the cake pops are literally a ball of dough dunked in frosting or whatever that costs like nine (laughs) dollars and it's the size of a tootsie pop do i need to go on the one the one thing that that is okay about Starbucks is a, that it's available and b the, the coffee cakes pretty good.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I am a vehement. Uh, I, I'm not a coffee guy. Um, so obviously Starbucks doesn't appeal to a lot of my thoughts. I do like tea. I, I do think that their tea is okay. The problem is the, so Starbucks coffee is pretty much consistent from Starbucks to Starbucks. Like, you know what it's going to taste like, You know, the opposite of the same. Yeah, but the tea, like, it varies so widely. Like, some some Starbuckses only have black tea. Some Starbuckses have the passion fruit and then the green. And and they don't always have what you want from a tea perspective. Um, But I will never... Um, this is a promise. Um, I'm sure my wife can hear me as I'm saying this out loud. I will never purchase Starbucks food ever. <laughs> you,
1: you, just, you, you keep to every box. You're checking every box today with me, Nathan, outside of, you know, the Jameer Gibbs thing. Anyways, give me get, let's go on to our next spot. This is just utter trash. You won't eat it. it it's not going in your mouth. It's not going in your house I wouldn't even put this stuff in my own garbage can. This is I wouldn't, you know what? I would feel bad giving this to the raccoons. Uh, Nathan, give me your your trash player and your trash fast food. Yeah,
2: this one's pretty simple. I I don't think I'm going on a huge limb and say Alvin Kamara is in the dynasty trash. Um, He's not good anymore. He is cooked. And you know what else is vastly overcooked? Anything that Burger King has ever served. Um, (laughs) It's char broiled. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I haven't had Burger King in, in 15 years, probably, at least. Um, but everyone who I've ever talked to has said it's even worse than it was 15 years ago. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't eat a ton of fast food, but I definitely don't eat Burger King.
1: If it still tastes like propane the way it did in the <laughs> 90s when we used to get it because McDonald's was, you know, when it was 89 cents, it was too expensive. So we had to go to Burger King, which was 69 cents. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing it's probably still bad and trash. Um, the one redeeming quality that Burger King used to have before they got rid of them and then brought them back and ruined them were the chicken fries. <laughs> the OG chicken fries, any of, you, any, any of my my 90s kids that remember getting the chicken fries when they first came out back in the day, the greatest. Like, I would go there for those now. <laughs> they shot them back and i'm pretty sure they're like just dicing up like sliced toilet paper or something and putting it in, in the deep fryer so yeah I'm, I'm on board with with both trash options here as a former alvin camara enjoyer um we've officially made it to trash territory so my trash is a little bit different much younger at least the player uh in Kadarius Tony, some people's KC wide receiver one. The only issue is, is much like my trash restaurant, Subway's Tuna, how it's <laughs> not actually Tuna, Kadarius Tony isn't a wide receiver. He cannot run any route that is a, a direction other than straight. Uh, Just kind of like how Subway should go straight into your garbage if you ever purchase it. Again, the Wonder Demon quality, like how Burger King used to have the chicken fries, Subway used to have the best cookies around. They're still okay. Get them every once in a while. They just happen to be on the way home from work. Don't buy their sandwiches because God knows what's in there. Paper mache? I don't know. Um, But yes, Kadarius Tony, even though not over, you know, overranked, I, I think... He's finally found himself in like a common ground of people being like, well he kind of sucks, but Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in full trash mode with Kadarius and full trash mode with Subway. So the
2: I think the differentiator between Kadarius Tony and Subway is that Kadarius Tony is very cheap. And when Subway was very cheap, which when I was in college, the, we we still had the five dollar foot longs. It was walking distance from my campus. So I got I would I would venture and, and get the five dollar foot long so you know probably a couple times a week, honestly, during college, because that's what you do when you're broken. You have five dollar footlongs. Um the only problem is the five dollar foot long is now like eight fifty-four foot long. And also, you know, just venturing out and being able to afford like Slightly more expensive fast food, so Kadarius Tony at his price is not is not Subway currently.
1: Kadarius Tony at his price is 2011 Subway. So in let's say I don't know four months when he has one good game and his price skyrockets <laughs> the way that our economy has skyrocketed all food products, that will then be the clean line. Our universes will meet and everything will explode. And that will be the end of times. All right, Nathan, the, the moment everyone has been waiting for. We need to know your goat restaurant. Greatest of all time, no matter what. If it's fast food, if it's fast food o'clock, it's this place. I And I think we care about your player, too, that you're relating it to. But we want to know the restaurant.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if it necessarily fits the bill of the quote unquote, no matter the price you pay it, um, because the, the price factors into why they would be the, the goat. Um, but definitely the fast food that I consume the most, um, the one that I so uh, my wife and I, we have the we have like a movie pass where like we pay 25 bucks a month and we can go to as many movies as we want. The, the the food that we sneak into the movies the most often, so Regal, <laughs> if you're listening, turn off the channel.
1: No shot.
2: Is Taco Bell. Um, Taco <laughs> Bell is, is the goat. Um, it's very affordable. It's probably the cheapest. And also, uh, for my vegetarian uh, fans out there, uh, Taco Bell is by far the best restaurant for vegetarians. You can sub all the meat for potatoes. Um, so... Definitely a very flexible play in Taco Bell, and I guess the, the the player I'm comparing it to is Garrett Wilson. He is a guy who, who you know I, I'm overpaying for now because he is going seven overall, wide receiver five, but he hasn't entered the tier of Jefferson Chase, maybe a shade of, of Brown, but I think that it's all but a lock that Garrett Wilson is in that tier, you know, four or five months from now.
1: I gotta say, I would pay like hundred and forty-three dollars for a cheesy gordita crunch right about now. <laughs> um, I miss those dearly. I haven't had one in a while, but uh, I, you know, for for what it is, and especially when it's normally consumed for you, uh, which I've never heard anyone do before, bringing Taco Bell to a movie theater. I applaud you for that. We used to like tape boxes of stuff to our legs and walk into the movie theater. Uh, but never, never Taco Bell on board with the Garrett Wilson, happy to pay up for Garrett Wilson. And there's something oddly satisfying about Taco Bell, considering it's probably mostly dog and cat meat, not dog and cat food. I think they actually use canines and felines when preparing Taco Bell. Uh, anyways, I, I, I don't hate either of those. Uh, Taco Bell for me wouldn't be like in the goat category, but price effective, it might be the GOAT. I'm going fully uh, the opposite direction for my restaurant. Overpriced and always great. I could have it no matter what. And just like the restaurant, I always want Justin Jefferson. And I will pay no matter what the asking price is. And some of you probably could guess that restaurant right about now. Because it's alf- often considered... The most overpriced. And then everyone says, well, it's really overpriced with the. But it is very good. My goat, my it doesn't matter the price. Fast food is five guys. The burgers are as consistent as they get. They're, they're smash burgers to a T. They get that nice little crust on there. You can customize all you want. You can make it the way you want. And the best part about it, you order the medium fry. You order the large fry. You order whatever you want. They throw your burger in the bag, throw your fry in the bag. And then they take one more heaping scoop of fries and toss it on in there. And now your whole car smells like fries. Your hands are all greasy. Your seat's all greasy. It doesn't matter if I need to get the car detailed. It doesn't matter that Justin Jefferson just caught 14 passes for 220 and four. We filled the bag with extra fries, just like he fills the stat sheet. Justin Jefferson and Five Guys are one and the same. I would have also accepted Jamar Chase here, but it is Jay Jettas for this Minnesotan. That is my story, and I'm sticking to it.
2: Yeah, my own, I, I like Five Guys food a lot. Um, the only problem is it's not fast food prices. It's it's it it it, it doesn't it, matter. It breaches it breaches into. The prices of other re- – like, the problem is is that I'm going to go local restaurant over Five Guys every time. It's like I can get my f- favorite local Mexican place. I can get my favorite local uh, – Lucy's uh, favorite bur- local burger place. That's going to be $14. And guess what Five Guys is going to
1: be? $14. <laughs> sure, but – you know, you also think about somebody like McDonald's who you go and get like a quarter pounder meal and that's like sixteen dollars now. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that used <laughs> to be four dollars like five years ago. Yeah,
2: and then Justin Jefferson, um my only issue with paying up for Justin Jefferson is more so in Superflex. Because if you're if you're paying a heaping price for Justin Jefferson, how much of that heaping price would it be to get Mahomes or Josh Allen? Like that's my question when paying up for Justin Jefferson is could I just go a little bit more expensive and get Mahomes or Allen? But other than that, in one QB, I'm all all aboard overpaying for one Justin Jefferson, but not good for paying
1: five guys. I'm um, I'll I'll overpay whatever in any format, any situation. I would I would overpay for somebody else's five guys that they already ate most of and then threw in the trash. I'd still buy it off of them. <laughs> So that, that is our dynasty drive through. I, I think this may become something a little bit more where we relate some players to other things, not every week, because then that would get stale and boring and nobody would listen to us even less than they, they already listen to us now. Uh, but I, I actually enjoyed that. We got some food takes out there and food's always a hot topic. Uh, hopefully none of you are currently enjoying Subway or Burger King, Uh, One, because if you're enjoying it, there's something wrong with you. And two, there's so many better options. So, with that, Nathan, what do you got for us? That's all we got for today, I believe.
2: Uh, So, we'll have to say the the operative word. Kadash!
1: See y'all next week.